Welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano, with special guest, Danny Boynton. How are you doing today? How are you doing today? I'm doing very good, actually. Very, very good. I'm on a little staycation myself right now. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I just left my job, got a new one. Um, got a lot of new changes coming in life. Um, pretty excited about all of them. Feeling yeah. good. Yep. So I've been around you for a good number of relationships. Um, you're with a wonderful, wonderful woman now. Soon to be mother of your child. Absolutely. Um, how prior to that? I know you've been in a couple iffy relationships. Horrible. You know. um, to be frank. What is? <laughs> I, I didn't want to just shit. Off. Um, what is it like trying to find a partner while you have a child? Is that as a dad, because I know as a mom, it's a factor. Like yes. if I meet a girl and she's a single mother, that's actually something that I got to sit and think about. I feel like women are a little more open to the idea of stepping in as a stepmother or like someone to take care of the children as well. Do you, wh- what's that like dating, trying to find a partner while having children? So to be completely honest, it's all about mindset. Okay. So um, there's a lot of guys out there where if you're looking just for that family thing, then you're going to be fine. But if you go into it and you're thinking like like I did for the first couple of years afterwards, like when you're a single dad and you're a good single dad and you take care of that kid and you're out in public and you got like a one-year-old kid with you at the park and you're playing, like mm. you're a hot commodity to women. Really? It does something to their genes. I don't know what it is. So you can go two different ways here. Mm. You can go, no, I just keep wanting the family route. Mm. Or you can be like, holy shit, I have myself the world's cutest dog right now at the dog park. Right. And... But you have to literally be a good dad. Like, yeah. Don't be that piece of shit that just takes just your kid to the park like a dog just to get the girls. Like, exactly. You have to, because women will sense that shit. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go that route where for a while I was a really good dad, but when I didn't have my kid, I was a goddamn dog mm-hmm. for a long period of time because of that mentality there. Mm-hmm. Where occasionally it would spring up where it would be like, where that's where like the relationship issues you would see come in, mostly during later in my life. But. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to a point where you get that feeling like, okay, I do want the family. I do want to do this right. I do want another kid. I am getting older. I don't want to be 40 years old having my second kid or my one kid's 20 and my other kid's, you know, like yeah, three. Exactly. Or, like You don't want Huge that. Yeah, age. you don't want that. So um, you meet somebody. But, yeah, it's tough meeting them because you get that fear in your head when you finally flick that switch from fuck boy where you don't care if they don't want to be around your kids because you're not even really introducing them to your kids at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're with your kids, it's like, sorry, sweetheart, I'm busy this weekend. I'll catch you on Monday, mm. you know. But um, so when you finally go to introduce your kid to said woman that you think could be the one, it's really scary because, one, you don't know how your kid's going to react. A lot of children don't react well to new, meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're worried about that. If that goes good, you're worried about how do they treat them? Can I leave my child alone with them? Mm-hmm. And then you get that feeling of what's baby mama going to think? Because mm-hmm. now here comes the flip side of it. You see a lot of that stuff on Facebook and stuff of like, like you don't want the kid's mom dating somebody and vice versa too. Mm-hmm. And you get worried that they're going to freak out about it and stuff like that. So you get that in there too. Did you have to go through that at all, or were your were the mothers of your children fairly okay with it? They were okay with it as long as it wasn't the introduction wasn't so quick, which my fault was that I would do that though. Quick, pretty quick, yeah. Really? Yeah, two three weeks maybe. And what then... made you go that route, and then what made you change that? Mm. Like why why were you? Because I I've dated one single mom. 
And me meeting the kid was, I think it was, um, no, it was, it was quick actually. It was like two weeks, two, three weeks. And obviously you don't want the kid to get attached to somebody and then like that person get ripped out of their life. I'm mommy's friend right now. Yeah. Um, so what, what made you so quick to do it? Did you not see it as a big deal until later in the line or like what? I'm trying to think of my first real relationship after Joseph was born. Because I feel like that could, I feel like it's, I, I don't really see the big deal in it, but at the same time, if it ends up being a long-term relationship and it doesn't work out, yeah, then you're essentially ripping a woman away from the child, like a, a second mom away from the child. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want anybody to come into a child's life and then leave like that. It's yeah. detrimental. Absolutely. Um, I felt that way when I did it, honestly. Absolutely. Because you know you build a relationship with the child. The child builds a relationship with you asking where are they and all that stuff. And then you're no longer with the person. It's like, damn. Like, yeah. I remember, I, I will never forget when me and uh, me and Jess broke up. Yeah. We broke up. I didn't see her son anymore. Yeah. And that, I felt like a piece of shit for that. Yeah. And then I remember I lived across the street from her uncle. Okay. And her son was at her uncle's house mm-hmm. and hasn't seen me in like two weeks saw me and goes oh michael 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 and i was so distraught because i'm like what a piece of shit i am for doing this and but the the relationship lasted two years but it's like you never really know how long it's going to be because being dating a lot of relationships it's inevitable it's going to it's not going to work out correct yeah so what like does that go through your head like yeah. Like Joey's going to get attached to this woman and then we're just never going to see each other again? Correct. But you also have to think, you kind of have to be a tiny bit selfish and be like, do I want, do, am I going to be that single dad my whole life? Right. Am I going to have to keep going the dog route my whole life? You'll end up with 400 kids, 400 STDs and a drug addiction. You know what I mean? That's like, a horrible path to go down. Horrible Shit. path to go down. You don't want to do that. So, yeah. So you just pick, so like with, with Christina. Mm-hmm. What made you what made you think that she was the one that you can like introduce your kids to? What made you wait what made you feel like that was a safe route to take? One her background, she worked with kids before. Okay. So she was a nanny. Um, so that's one good thing. You know, mm-hmm. you've worked with kids before, you don't even have kids, so you already know the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, personality match too. It's matched you or matched Joey? The kids. You okay. have to look like the best parents are like the kids growing the the guys in your group of friends. Mm-hmm. They're the wild, crazy one that acts like the seven year old still. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the best dad out of the group. Really? Always is. Because they they think like children. Uh, and they can get on the level of a child and they mm-hmm. can connect with that child and they can understand that child. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the moment I fell in love with her too was um, so that's when I knew was like I could with the way when I first interacted with her and her personality and everything she was intelligent for one it wasn't like talking to drywall mm-hmm. um, so and then like the the gentleness figuring out her past and all that and mm-hmm. then her being open to me even having two kids with two different mothers yeah that is you talk about being how hard is it being a single dad how hard is it being a woman who has to try to get into somebody's life who is a man who is 36 years old doesn't have the greatest of job right now mm-hmm. and has two kids with two different mothers mm-hmm. and he's up and down with both of them all the time. Mm-hmm. That's most women are look at that and be like, yeah, running. See ya. Mm-hmm. Like at most we'll hang out a couple of times. I'll get what I want and I'm gone. Yeah. That's it. Right. So if they stick around, you, you automatically know you got yourself a gem here. Mm-hmm. She's sticking around for a reason. She could yeah. have jetted. She could have told you, no, Absolutely. there's a billion guys out there trying to get with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't be stupid. There's a billion guys out there trying to get with that girl. Absolutely. And you being a single dad of one or two or three or four, or however many mm-hmm. like that, you the odds aren't in your favor anymore. 
Right. I mean, some girls do look at you like, yeah, he's really hot, but that's usually as far as it goes. A week into the relationship, they're like, yeah, you're hot, and I thought I liked that, but this is a lot, and I can't deal with it. Right. And, and then they're the gone. And then that's where that fear comes in of having that happen to your child. And mm -hmm. um, But yeah, that was it with her. That's the moment I fell in love with her. Is we went to the uh, Renaissance Festival here in Sterling, New York. Mm -hmm. And we got out of the car, and we were, uh, the whole family was with me, and my mother came too, and my sister, and my brother. And um, we took my son, Oliver, who was just a couple months old at the time, and my oldest son, Joseph, who was uh, just turned seven. And uh, he ran out of the car and ran ahead, and Christina ran after her and was doing cartwheels with him and stuff. And my son's smile on his face was wow. bigger than I've ever given him a smile, joking around with them or anything like that. And wow. I looked at my mother and I was like, I'm fucked. And yeah. she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm fucked. This is the one. And she just laughed and she was like, oh, well, buckle up, kid. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's so, tough dating, but absolutely. You find um, them. They're out there. So now you got one on the way. Yeah. So is, is this the one where you're, because like obviously marriage is a thing for you. Yeah. And it, is that still like, a thing for you where you're like thinking you should still want that family that marriage that white picket fence oh even more so now it's it's gotten even more so with two kids doing it wrong two times mm -hmm. and then finally getting the right one and a girl i can actually stand to be with even if there was no baby i would still be with her 100 percent. right like it's a totally different feeling and going through the process of a pregnancy finally i wasn't a part of my first two kids pregnancies at all i met mm -hmm. them after they were both born i'd never been to an ultrasound ever I've gotten wow. pictures, but I've never actually been to one. And I got yeah. to go to one, and you can ask Christina sometime. I was I was like a little child watching Cocoa Melon in front of a television while they mm -hmm. were doing the, uh, the ultrasound. I was staring, like, just <laughs> so enamored with the whole process. Yeah. And so it's really fun to go through all that. And, you know, this child's going to have my name, too, which is mm -hmm. my other two kids, they don't have my last name. They're Boynton by blood. They're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, not legally. Not legally, though. Mm -hmm. And so this one's going to have my last name. And my family name dies with either me or my brother. Mm -hmm. And my brother's a dog. I don't know if he's going to. If he is, it's not going to be planned. But, you know, maybe one day for him, hopefully. But uh, so it's on me. And, I, again, that felt like a failure, you know what I mean, to the family. Like, here I am. I have two boys. I got it done twice. You know what yeah. I mean? Some guys, you know, you see stories of kings in the past having girls and can't have a boy to carry on the lineage. I've done it twice, and two of them don't even have my last name. Yeah. I got two Jon Snows from Game of Thrones here. And so to have that finally where, to, and to have my son, his, his middle name is going to be Daniel. Mm -hmm. So his name will wow. be Liam Daniel Boynton. And just to hear that, you know, with the English name mm -hmm. with my middle name and my last name attached to it it's yeah. just like it's a whole new resonating feeling that you go through so yeah that feeling of that white picket fence the the family it all gets better and Absolutely. you know we live in a nice town out here now so you see other people with that too mm -hmm. and you're just like yep that's what you want yep as a kid no you're like no i want to be a ninja or you know what i mean yeah like, exactly no but then when you get to, when you when you have the kids and you're like no that's what i want Granted, if I was a, still a single guy at 36 years old with no kids, mm -hmm. and I looked at that person with the white picket fence, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. And looked at my bank account, you know what I mean? I'd be like, nah, I'm good where I'm at. You know, I'd get my Lambo and drive away. Yeah. But once you have the kids and you're forced into that situation, you realize how much you love it, and then you see that now, you're like, all right. So it's 50-50, yeah. it's mm -hmm. you know? If you already have kids, then yeah, that white picket fence is what you want. Yeah, exactly. And for, even for some single people, that's still what they're longing for, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you just can't look too hard. So your relationship with the other two mothers now, mm -hmm. now that you found, now that you've matured, mm -hmm. grown up, you found you found the one that you want to be with. Mm -hmm. 
you have one you have a, a child coming with the one you want to be with mm-hmm. How, what is your relationship like with the other two mothers now is it is it a better relationship now or is it it's it's up and down it's a roller coaster and it's always going to be really and yes anyone that tells you it's perfect all the time is lying anyone that tells you it's awful all the time that one could be a little bit more true yeah you know depending if it's two really toxic people yeah um but it's it's never going to be perfect all the time mm-hmm. um so there's periods of two three months where everything's roses you know mm-hmm. me and christina will go down to watch a soccer game with joseph and um uh his mother and his stepdad his stepdad was the coach of the team and his mm-hmm. mom was on the sidelines so it was a big family thing yeah joey ate it up and loved it and like two three weeks later something will happen well we'll get into a spat about something either financially or a scheduling conflict mm-hmm. or anything stupid yeah and it'll just be back and forth for a couple weeks mm-hmm. and i mean there's then there's a couple big things that happen here or there i won't mm-hmm. get into specific details and stuff like that but yeah. like things happen because emotions get high yeah and as I've gotten further into it, at the beginning of all of it, I would feed into all of it. When they would piss me off, I'd say something snotty back. You yeah. know, and you just keep nipping at them, and, yeah. and it just makes things worse. Absolutely. And I've been to therapy and stuff like that, and I've learned a lot, even from Christina and stuff. You just, you just let it go. Yeah. You just, you if it's to. not about your kid, and you don't want to engage in that conversation, literally, just don't even reply to the text message. Don't even call me anymore. You would tell me that all the time. Just put the phone down. Mm-hmm. It, don't even answer it. Yeah. Don't even answer it and forget they even sent it to you and it can't bother you. When yeah. you respond to it, they're going to respond back and it's just going to keep bothering exactly. you. Exactly. It just builds the emotion. Higher, exactly. Higher. So ever since I've been doing that, things have gotten a lot easier. Mm. And we, I pretty much have the attitude now of I used to bend over backwards for my kids' mothers. Mm. And I would like used to talk about sacrifices earlier. I would like if they called for anything, I would just do it. Mm. Give up this day. Did it give up this and sacrifice this and did it. I would never get anything in return. Sometimes here and there I would, mm-hmm. and but I would never get anything in return. Yeah, it was and all give, give, give. On give, 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 give. And eventually, like through therapy and relationships like with Christina and my mother and friends around me would be like, dude, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. You're allowed to live your life. They can't go on and move on with their lives. They made the decision to be single mothers and to have primary caretaker. Mm-hmm. That was their decision. And as a single mother, that, that yeah, I hate to say it, woman, but that is your decision. Yeah. And um, it may not be the best decision all the time um, to do that. Or you may have had to had to make that decision, which in that case, power to you. Yeah. Good for you. 100%. Absolutely. And I applaud you because being a single mother is a thousand times more hard than being a single father. A thousand times more hard. Because you're the disciplinarian majority of the time. You're so. everything. Yeah. That child came out of you. Like yeah. As much as we don't want to admit it, guys, like we had literally 15 seconds of you know what and then we waited for nine months for a baby yeah like i watched my girlfriend she can barely walk up the stairs Mm -hmm. you know she's carrying my child yeah i have to help her get up i have to help her put her socks on sometimes Mm -hmm. like like it's like so as a mother it's really hard yeah so you have to give them the respect there but you also have to as a a male you have to put your foot down Mm -hmm. when you start giving too much yeah they start taking advantage of it sometimes. Absolutely, you and have you to also have to you have to be a role model for your son. You have to show him what a man is exactly. supposed to do. And being at someone else's, like you said, beck and call exactly. all the time yep. is showing him how to treat relationships in the future, which is only going to be terrible. Exactly, he's only gonna, he's going to see like like with us and our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the fighting all the time, and you're like, that's what I need to. Be. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, that's it. And you don't yeah. want that. You want to give the best possible uh, example. To your mm-hmm. child and you yep. have two boys so literally those two boys are looking up to you and saying that's me yep that's what i'm gonna be absolutely and they you know look at you as their hero absolutely you know so they're gonna do what you what you do so it's a fine line of when to argue 
with them and when not to. Mm-hmm. And you learn really quickly of like, it's not even a sense of arguing. Because arguing, you don't even want to argue with them. Yeah. Arguing is you've already gone too far at that point. Mm-hmm. It's when to be stern with them, but also showing your children that you can still respect them while being stern with them. No, yeah. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be that guy is no bitch, I'm not doing this, right. blah, blah. That's where men make the mistake. Mm-hmm. And then they cry about how, oh, I'm just trying to see my kid. Well, sorry, I wouldn't want my kid around you either yeah. when any time a conflict arises, you're going with anger route. Right. So like that's when the women have a very valid point of, mm-hmm. my kid doesn't need to be around you right now. Yeah. And so that's where you learn really quick, and I had to learn that too, of what to say and when to stop texting. You would tell me all the time, stop, stop, too much, too much, mm-hmm. too much, you would tell me. Yeah. Short, sweet. You were, very, you were very uh, very good at continuing an entertaining conversation that didn't need to be entertaining. Exactly, you which leads to nothing but a downfall. Yeah. Nothing but a downfall, because ever since you, when you stop, things become so much better. Mm-hmm. Me and um, Oliver, my middle child, um, his mother, me and her got into a spat recently, and as soon as we backed away from each other, mm-hmm and just went back to just kid and kept everything super short, it's back to, okay, we're cool again. Mm-hmm. And that's how Without it Without the just, extra motion. It's when things start to get too close together. Mm-hmm. And you'll see people post memes of it all the time. Like I see that one that floats around where it says like, uh, what was it? Like it's really not hard to get along with your other kid's parent as long as you mind your own business. Like that yeah. is 100,000% true. Mm-hmm. Stop caring about what they are doing. Yeah, as long as unless it doesn't affect your child or your visitation with your child, then you should not care. Mm -hmm. You have no say of who they bring your kid around. They have no say of who you bring your kid around. And to argue about any of that is just null. Because when you get to court, I can tell you from experience. One of my kids' mothers tried it with me, and they will tell you straight to your face: it does not matter. It does not matter what who they bring them around. It does not matter who they choose to have as a babysitter, as mm-hmm. long as that babysitter is competent enough to be a babysitter. Yeah, it could be the sixteen-year-old girl down the street. You have no say in that. Mm-hmm. And until they mess up, that's when you can take said action. Right. And that's where people would like mess up and text and call and do all and the bullshit. You got it. So, at what point did you? At what point did that shift for you? Because I know, I mean, re- recently, I. I Recently, I've, I've seen you entertain bullshit, and I've seen you get into those spats. At what, at what point were you like, enough is enough? Just recently, honestly. Well, what do you attest that to? Is there something that you do attest that to, or is it just like at one day you just like kind of woke up and like, I shouldn't be doing this? Rock bottom. Rock bottom? Rock bottom. What happened? So me and Christina, we actually we went through a little bit of a spat. I won't get into any of it, but we... We broke up for a little while there. It was a two-week period when we weren't together. And um, you and Chris, me oh and Christina. Um, so during that time period, that's that was rock bottom for me because mm-hmm. um, just to give a tidbit of information of what had happened was the children, other children's mothers, didn't have boundaries with the relationship I had with Christina. Okay. And it caused a strife mm-hmm. and almost like a big triangle. Yeah. And it was not healthy, it was toxic, and it caused a lot of strife between me and her. And that's when, when we broke up, is when I hit rock bottom. Like to the point of every other relationship looked like a joke to this rock bottom. Really? Yes. And because this was the one, like you said, yeah. I, I knew it was the one. You and lost it all. At that yes. Point. And like when you look back, like I said before, that line of when I thought I lost that it was really I was losing the family. Mm-hmm. This was losing the family and the love of my life all at the same go. Yeah. And all because of boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's when I had to realize like, and I had to look in the mirror too at myself. Which is the toughest thing. The toughest thing. That was the biggest thing was I had it in my head that me and Christina were done and that was it. And I was going to be a single dad to three children. Mm. And that's, that's a rock bottom right there that like you told yourself you would never do this and you did it again. And mm -hmm. you told yourself you'd never do this and you're doing it again. Mm -hmm. And you're making the same mistakes afterwards and things that led up to things. Mm -hmm. So that's when I had to- like a repeated thing. Exactly, every time. every time. And a lot of it had to do with like, I had anger issues mm -hmm. and I'm the first to admit that. And um, I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, what's the factor here in you? You know the factor in what everything else happened, mm -hmm. but what about you, Dan? What are you doing in this thing? Because you're part of this. this. You're part of it. You're not just in here like Switzerland neutral looking at everybody going, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you're part of it too. Yeah. So I had to literally sit there and think, and Christina was begging me before even the breakup happened, like literally on her hands and knees. Mm -hmm. Like, get therapy. Mm -hmm. Something. You're not, you're not Danny. You're not the Danny I fell in love with. Like, yeah. what's going on? A lot of it was work, finances, struggling to whole lot of stress worried about another baby coming where I knew I couldn't afford it yeah. and too comfortable in my job and scared to move and uh, the boundaries of the other kids mothers and that's when it hit me and I was like she's right I need therapy again mm -hmm. and I got comfortable and I got out of therapy a while back and I went back into it and I got a new doctor mm -hmm. and my new doctor is a lifesaver and she got me on a new medication that increases SSRI increases serotonin escitralopram mm -hmm. it's called it's great um, and they use it for like depression, anxiety, all sorts of stuff like that. Even like ADHD it can help with. Okay. And my doctor wasn't just like a normal doctor visit. It was almost like a therapy visit. And she turned and talked to me for a good 30 minutes about mm. everything and told me about this new drug they wanted to try. And I was very, I'm, you know me, I hate medication, yeah. big pharma, all that Absolutely. crap. I hate it. I, as a kid, I didn't even take Advil for headaches because like you fucking warrior and I was, I was a <laughs> soccer player i was a goalkeeper if you did uh -huh. that it ruined your reflexes i was such a straight edge mm -hmm. and um look where that went um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you yeah i took this medication she was on and it was like day and night within a week i felt the first week was awful nausea i felt dizzy and tired all the time but then after a week it was like a light switch mm -hmm. things that didn't Things that bothered me didn't bother me anymore. Yeah, I get that text message from one of the kids' mothers, and I'd be like, "That's I, I just move the phone to the side. That's mm -hmm. it, and go about my day." So the same text messages that you would have previously entertained and like gone Sent into paragraphs. You too. see it, and you're just like, "I recognize what this is, and I'm not going to I'm entertain not entertaining it." it. Really? Yep. yep. Wow. And That's like huge. my therapist told me all the same things you were telling me. My mother was telling me. Christina was telling me. Everyone was telling me. But you, you don't listen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You don't listen. You don't listen when they're smacking you. you in the face with mm -hmm. it. Like I said, until rock bottom. Yep. Nothing matters because I don't know if it's like a man thing. I don't know how women think. I've been trying to figure it out for 36 years. I haven't figured it out yet. But as a man, <laughs> like we don't, we're very simple creatures, like you said. Mm -hmm. Very simple creatures. And you get stuck in your ways. Yep. And I, I know with you, I mean, it, it, it could be a man thing. It could be, it could be you know, gender neutral, I guess you could say. Um, but I know for myself, and I mean, I saw it firsthand with you, you do what you do and you don't change what you do. You hear the right things, you know, like advice. Yeah. You can get advice from someone who knows exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. And you're just like. Maybe Jordan Peterson himself. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, I know better for me than you know for me. Invincible. Exactly. And that's probably that. That's I feel like that's a inherently male 
point like I mind to believe so too yeah yeah just where because we're, we're you know we're, we're the boss we're the alpha exactly. male totally we not a scientific thing opinion but absolutely no this is sci <laughs> biologically speaking we, this is a scientific <laughs> conversation um but yeah no i mean so you hit the rock bottom and then yeah. that's when it kind of that's when it hit and i realized what it was at stake here mm -hmm. and i realized that if i didn't act and i didn't do these things and so i went and got therapy fully knowing i wasn't thinking i wasn't ever going to get christina back right we were done. That was it. She didn't want me anymore. It was done. I, I ruined it. She ruined it. We all ruined it. Yeah. And that's when I went to therapy. I was like, I still, I'm still going to do therapy, mm -hmm. even though I'm not going to get back with her. She's right. So like, you were trying to better yourself at that point. That's it. I was listening to everybody finally, and I was like, I need to better myself. And then when I got into therapy, therapy helped me figure out ways to better myself. Mm -hmm. And then a good friend of ours. I was in contact with about it when I was going through a lot of the depression stuff. Mm -hmm. He offered me a way out of my comfort zone ah, yes, and yes, yes. pretty much gave me the hard love I needed. Mm. And he's very good at it. Yeah, he is very, very <laughs> good at that. I'll give him that. Love him for it. That's why I go to him. Absolutely. And, uh, and he pretty much put it on a silver platter for me and goes, here, I know it's not work you're used to, but I know you can do it. And if you want to, here it is. It's double your salary. You get the benefits, you get the pension, you got days to work with or play with your kids still. Mm -hmm. You got everything laid on the platter for you. He did it months months previous to that too, and I just kept putting it off. Mm -hmm. Comfort zone. Yeah. And then, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do that too. So I'm in the therapy, I got the medication, I got the better job. And then that was all within like a, a week and a half period, these mm -hmm. things were starting to unfold. Yeah. And the medication was kicking in harder and harder where I felt started feeling good again. Mm -hmm. And then that's where me and Christina buried the hatchet finally with each mm -hmm. other. And she was going through the same kind of processes and things. Yeah. And, um, and she, me and her hashed things out, got back together, and we've been perfectly strong ever since because mm -hmm. we got through like the roughest, darkest time of our life. Absolutely. Because of boundaries I had to put in place with these other kids' mothers too mm -hmm. to be and realize that what was the X factor here? We, this whole thing stemmed from one point and that was not, both of us not creating boundaries mm -hmm. with my kids' mothers in our life. Mm -hmm. So that's where we had to be like, they're all living their lives, but I'm just supposed to bang at their beck and call for them. Mm -hmm. But and I can't give that, this, that's not how it's supposed to work. And I had to realize like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You wanted primary caretaker in court, you got it. I am the play thing. I'm the play guy. Yeah. I'm when daddy, you come to daddy's house, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to go kick the soccer ball around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to take the trash out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to clean your room. You got to make your bed. You got to put your dishes away when they're done. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? I'm not going to make you go out and mow the lawn. I'm not right. going to make you do all that kind of We're going to have fun when you're here. 100%. And, but the thing is going to be flipped, too. If you're a single dad who has full custody, you are now in that single mom role. Mm -hmm. And I have to explain that to my oldest son, Joseph, all the time. I want to live with you, daddy. And I asked him one time. Why do you want to live with daddy? Because when I'm over at mommy's house, she's just always makes me do stuff I don't want to do. Well, what is that, buddy? Like go take, like, like feed the dog and take the garbage out. And I'm like, oh, so chores yeah, mm. and do homework. And I have to go to school. Homework. I'm like, well, you realize, buddy, that if you were at daddy's house all the time, you'd be doing those things over here too. And if you were only going to mommy's on the weekend, she would be the one you'd want to live with because she would just be having fun with you. Mm -hmm. So that's where like a lot of women, they get upset at that because they see the dad being able to, he gets a week and a half pretty much to go do whatever the hell he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And then he just has to be a dad for two, three days max. 
and send the kids back and gets to be a single dad again. Yeah. That's how single moms view it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of single moms don't view that as is the they don't see the side of like the dad type like me where during that week and a half, like I can't, I look at a school, there's a school straight across from me. Mm -hmm. Every time I look at that school, I think of my son. Every single time. Mm -hmm. Every time I watch a soccer game or play FIFA, I think of my son. Mm -hmm. Every time something funny happens, my son said to me at one point, I think of my son. Mm -hmm. If someone farts, I laugh because my youngest <laughs> Oliver laughs every time someone farts. Uh -huh. And I think of my son. Like they don't realize that it, it sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. Absolutely. Um, so, but I also feel for those single mothers too because in, inside that's them projecting. Mm -hmm. They're jealous. They're yeah. mad they don't get to go out and live that life anymore because they have that role to play. Mm -hmm. But it's also what they either had to do or they chose to do. Yeah. And when you have to do that, whether you're a guy or girl, that's just what you got to do. Mm -hmm. And that's where it comes in with the fear and stuff like that. Or some people just don't know how to act when that emotion hits you. Yeah. And they panic and they do stupid stuff. I saw a video of a woman walking into a bank and she was just screaming to it, she's robbing it and to give her the money. She has no weapon. She's harmless. She's just screaming, give me the money. And people thought she had like was going crazy. Well, she mm -hmm. was. She had a breakdown because she had four kids to feed and she couldn't fucking feed her kids anymore. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where she had a mental breakdown. It's That's where that feeling takes place where I can't provide anymore and I'm going to fucking lose it mm -hmm. and it's not about me i don't care i'll wither away into nothing before i let my kid die you know what yeah I mean? exactly like you will eat everything and drink everything before i have a drop of water mm -hmm. until i know we have enough for everybody yeah, that paternal instinct exactly and that's where some people they get like that and you got to be able to control it and you got to be able to keep the path that light at the end of the tunnel is there you just got to keep the path Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can get lost very easy in this messed up court system and the, the games you can play, and it gets really rough. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> for people watching the podcast who may be either going through being a single dad and they're struggling, or people that are going to be going through that single dad and know they're going to be going through that single dad journey, what advice would you give them? Don't be scared for one. And the biggest thing I can tell you is, is that you have to... You have to care about the child. Mm -hmm. That is the number one thing. Mm -hmm. You have to look at yourself and realize, are you able to be a father right now? And it's scary until you get the child in your arms. So do a couple visits before you really sit down and think about that fact. But you'll know the moment that child's in your arms, whether or not you're ready for this. Mm -hmm. And, but don't be scared. Um, sign the acknowledgement of paternity. Definitely get a lawyer and go through the court system. Always go through the court system. Even if you and the child's mother are 100% getting along, you mm -hmm. can get both of you get a lawyer or even just the two of you sitting down at a table, you can draw up your own court order mm -hmm. and have a judge sign it. You can even make your own child support and sign it. Mm -hmm. You want to make it a dollar as long as the other person agrees, it's a dollar. Mm -hmm. If you want to give 500 a week, you can give 500 a week. If you sign it and put it in front of a judge, that way if there's any arguments, you can change these agreements in the court orders. You don't have to follow it. You can have the last statement say, or as parties agree, which means you can change it any way you want. But mm -hmm. when things hit the fan and you start arguing with each other, you have a fallback. Yeah. Where, because if you don't take that woman to court, or if you don't take that man to court, mm -hmm. in the woman's case, you are essentially leaving it open for anyone to take control of that child. Which Whoever is, is that child is with at that point in time, if they file, they have custody until court is done. Jesus Christ. Yes. 
if you don't do child support as a man, my lawyer told me too, another story, and that's another thing too, is pay child support to the state. Do not pay cash. Do not pay checks to the mother unless you're getting receipts that you can document, but even then, put it through the court system. So that you have a paper trail. Paper trail. And the courts handle it. It mm -hmm. comes right out of your paycheck. You don't even know it's, you don't, there's no mess ups. There's no mailing. There's no, I forgot to send it. It went to the wrong place. If it's someone's fault, it's the state's fault. Mm -hmm. Um, cause if you don't, there was a horror story. My lawyer told me of a man who was paying child support for a kid for 15 years, mm. um, or not paying, or he was paying child support, but not through the state, mm. just with cash okay. through an agreement. The mother decided to take him to court for child support after 15 years mm. and got granted backdated child support for 15 years to the point where the child was born. The man owed $155,000 in child support and he killed himself three days later because of it. Holy shit. That's what made me realize really quickly, like, no, there is no such thing as agreeing. Even if you live with the person, you love her to death still, and you she loves you still, mm -hmm. you get it put through the court system. If yeah. you are not together, mm -hmm. you put it through the court system. And the moment you split, you go to the court and put it through the court system. Right. Um, another thing is, is don't, don't argue. Like we talked about earlier, don't feed into the bullshit and don't be the bullshit. And that's the hardest part as a guy is is a majority of the time we are the bullshit in these relationships yeah. when it comes to these single dad moments and stuff because we're we're scared and we don't want to admit it and that's when that testosterone kicks in and we get angry and it's instead of being that scared puppy that we are that just wants to have a hug and being told everything's going to be okay mm -hmm. and your kids aren't going to be taken from you, we lash out because we think it's being taken and it's that maternal protector instinct yeah. I will destroy anybody who gets in my way. Mm -hmm. And that will destroy you in the court system because the judges pick that apart. They don't care about your breakup. They don't care about who they're seeing. They don't care about the he said, the she said, the bullshit, none of it. Did it affect the child? No? Cool. This is what's happening. Who wants primary caretaker? Black and white. Black and white. That's it. And you have to go in there as the male and let it be black and white. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. This is facts only. Mm -hmm. Do not look at the even. Do not look at the mother unless it's friendly. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about a negotiation, even it's nothing. It is just facts and about the child always. Text messages too. Everything is documented. Don't be an idiot. Everything mm -hmm. can be pulled on you in court. So when you text people, that dumb line, that's going to be pulled. Mm -hmm. Don't text. Call if you're going to say something stupid. Let it be on the phone. Mm -hmm. And even then, <laughs> that could be recorded. Uh, so just don't feed into it. Just hang up. Yeah. Hang up the call. Put the phone away. Block them if you need to. Keep it as an email. Yeah. I've had, when I put the boundaries in place and told them, listen, it's just about the kids at this point. You get no other information. Mm -hmm. Is our son okay? Yes. This is where he's at. Cool. Do you want to talk to him? Here you go. Mm -hmm. Everything else is on my discretion if I want to give you that information. Exactly. And that's how it needs to be on both sides. And as a male too, you need to understand that they have that right to you. Like you don't need to have that right to know where they are, what they're doing, who they're with, why the kid is doing this and all that. You don't have that right. Exactly. You just have the right to know is that the child is safe. That's literally it. That's it. That's where he is and if he's safe. That's it. And don't wait till you hit rock bottom to And don't wait till you hit rock bottom and understand that because it gets rough down there. <laughs> uh, one last thing before we wrap up the podcast. Sure. Um, what's one thing from this episode, one thing that you really want to hammer home to the audience to anyone listening, the one most important thing that you've either said or learned that made this journey doable? Never give up. Never give up. 
it's a cliche saying, but never give up. That's a great answer. I'm, it's, it's true though, because I have wanted to give up a thousand times, a thousand times over. I mean, like it's gotten to the point where I've, I've had suicidal thoughts in the past and everything. And my kids keep you going because mm -hmm. like you would, you'd see the picture or you get that thought of that kid in your head and you're like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Or that I'm afraid to take this jump. But if I don't, do I want my kid eating ramen noodle his entire life or do I want to be able to get him steak every now and then? Mm -hmm. Like you got to be able to just don't get comfortable and don't give up. That's the two best things in life that I can put out there for you is, and that there's the light at the end of the tunnel. And that doesn't matter how dark it gets, you will you will find someone. Like I told you, remember when I broke up with uh, Oliver's mother was, I'm never gonna find anybody again. Mm -hmm. No one's gonna want a single dad with two different baby moms and he's arguing oh. with two of them at given points of time any day. Yeah. No one's gonna want that and I can't blame them. Mm -hmm. And then look what came along, out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to keep working and you have to work on yourself. Otherwise, even if you get there, like what happened with me and Christina where we broke up, it was there, but I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to admit my own wrongdoings and work to better myself. I got comfortable and almost lost it again mm -hmm. until rock bottom. And I realized I couldn't do this anymore. So like you said, don't let it hit rock bottom. Don't, let, don't get comfortable. Absolutely. I wanted to thank you for being on the podcast. Today. Hey, anytime. It's been fun. It was a fantastic podcast, in yep. fact. Um, anyone listening, I want you to like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, any questions or comments that you have about the video, feel free to leave underneath. Um, we got the podcast social media going to be in the description as well. Any messages or anything that you want to know about, about being a single dad or Danny or anything like that, feel free to comment or message me, and we'll bring him back on for a second episode. Thank you for watching.